Have you ever felt like a fake or fraud or that you just didn't belong? Maybe you felt that everyone around you was smarter or more talented than you. Do you ever feel that it was just luck that brought you that job or promotion? Imposter syndrome is very real and can impact our happiness and success in life. As an imposter syndrome survivor and now coach, Paul Larson has learned how to hack his imposter code to make it work for him and thrive in today's hyper-competitive world. Reach out now at paullarson.com and get your coaching journey started to find your true voice of inspiration and confidence. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and even those interested in just running a side hustle to your current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped me grow my business and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today I want to talk about something that I think disproportionately affects high achieving individuals, which many business owners happen to be, and especially those that are new to this whole entrepreneurial world. And that is something called imposter syndrome. This feeling that we're not really capable or as capable as people think we are. And for some, it can be almost a paralyzing fear. Although I would say that most people wouldn't or don't even guess it is happening to those that are experiencing it. What's worse is that this is something that is kind of unavoidable for many people that are on this journey as entrepreneurs. And the reason is that by the very definition of an entrepreneur, you must push yourself to grow. And if you're not, you're probably not going to be successful in whatever business venture you've chosen to undertake. But oftentimes it is the very growth that can be terrifying for some folks and leave us with this feeling that we're frauds or that we somehow made it to where we are on luck alone, never mind our skills or talents or even just the passion that brought us to where we are. And I know many people experience this on a daily basis. And I often wonder how much nicer would life be for them if that were not the case. I also wonder how much more successful their companies would be. That is not to say that we're going to fix this somehow in one show or that this isn't a journey in itself, but I did want to provide a great stepping stone if possible. And so that brings me to our guest this week, Paul Larson with the Find Your Voice as a Leader Institute. 
From flipping hamburgers on Main Street to leading HR for Wall Street, Paul has continually reinvented his distinctive voice to thrive within this, the craziness of our ever chaotic world. As an imposter syndrome survivor, Paul has learned to tame his fake and fraud voice and has successfully coached hundreds of leaders and teams to celebrate their imposter and find their voice of confidence so that they can share their inspiration with others. His practical and sometimes laughable life experiences lead him to led him to be the author of the winning coaching book, Find Your Voice as a Leader. Paul's portfolio includes working with talented leaders at Twitter, Microsoft, SAP, and Cisco, along with many successful life entrepreneurs looking to make their mark on the world. A contributing author with Forbes and founder of the Find Your Voice as a Leader Institute, Paul offers transformative coaching journeys to help you find your unique voice of strength and inspiration. And I will also tell you that I find regular inspiration from Paul's po posts on LinkedIn as well. So make sure that you look him up and follow him after the show. But in the meantime, Paul, welcome to the show. Nancy, 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 it is a pleasure to be here. And I'm just listening to that intro thinking, who is she talking about? Like, who is that person? <laughs> <laughs> Imposter Ouch. syndrome alive, alive. Ooh, 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 ooh. Here I am. Oh, man. Well, that brings me to my first question. I know we touched on it a bit, but tell me what imposter syndrome is. What's what's yeah. kind of the definition of it? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is any time that we are in a situation in life, um, any type of, of new situation, we may be doing something new, we may be thinking something new, and we begin to feel like a fake or a fraud. Like, I don't really belong here. I'm not good enough. They're going to find out, whoever they are, that I don't really belong here, and they're going to come up and tap me on the shoulder and they're gonna say, Paul, you know, we really, we really have found out about you that you don't really know what you're doing. And we're gonna ask you to leave now, okay? We're gonna ask you to leave. And if I'm animating this, it's because this is happened to me and this is what I've experienced in my life. But imposter syndrome is such that it was coined as imposter syndrome back in 1978 it's actually more of an imposter phenomena, which I actually like that word. It sounds like, ooh, phenomena, um, <laughs> in terms of an actual medical syndrome. But it mm -hmm. is a real, real thing. And it was coined, I said, back in 1978. And it was attributed first to something that was um, affecting or impacting women more than men. It was, it was like, oh, yeah, women have imposter syndrome. Nothing could be further necessarily from the truth. It was women who were admitting it more than uh, men. Interesting. Mm. So anyway, that's mm. that's that's in a nutshell what imposter syndrome is. So what is it? I mean, I think I know, but tell me what does it feel like to experience imposter syndrome? It it, it can feel like one of the first feelings you can have is inadequacy. And it usually comes in a place where you enter a room nowadays virtually or in person, and you're surrounded by people who are deemed in your mind, the benchmark experts, smarter mm. than you, uh, better dressed than you, more successful than you, all these different attributes that we just play up here. Um, and you're in a situation such as that, it could be a new job, 
It could be the first time you have to present to, to a group of people. It could be the first time you're in a new role. Parents experience imposter syndrome um, consistently, especially when they're having their firstborn. Students uh, can experience imposter syndrome, especially when they find themselves in, in perhaps a classroom or academic situation where they're like, I'm surrounded by all these really smart people. Um, mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you feel very inadequate. You actually can feel very small. Um, I began to feel like I, I became head of HR of a multi-billion dollar organization back in, and I mean, it doesn't matter if it was multi-billion dollar or if it was $20,000. It was like, it didn't matter. I was, I was like, well, like out of my, out of my comfort zone. And I realized like, do 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 I do, do, do I really 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 know what I'm doing here? Do I really do I really know what I'm doing here? And yeah, and I kind of, I was a smart person. I was actually confident, but I I had all of a sudden all this trepidation, and I really felt like a fraud. Like, and one day they're going to come up, and they're going to say, Paul. You know, we, we, you know, we now realize you don't know what you're doing. And we know that you know that you don't know what you're doing. So let's just kind of separate it and go our separate ways. <sighs> the irony of that was that the people that would be doing that would be from human resources. And, <laughs> and that was the enterprise that I was actually leading. And as ironic and as crazy thinking as that sounds, it was very real. Mm. It was very real. Yeah, And so that is, in a nutshell, how you can experience it on so many levels um, mm -hmm. in terms of, of, of what goes on in our mind and in our body, the physicalness. Yeah. Of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's for me is, is the amazing thing is the uh, physical symptoms that some people uh, do experience uh, from it. I went through um, anxiety attacks at one point in my life mm -hmm. and um, you know, that's how a lot of people have described it of just, you know, that overwhelming, you know, I can't, it, it's, it's paralyzing for some people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then what, how do I know if I have imposter syndrome? What am I, what am I looking for? Or what, how do I, how do I determine that? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is, it's, it's not about just, you know, having more confidence or, standing up and 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 speaking for yourself or whatever that might look like it's not just that it imposter syndrome really truly is thinking that you have to be somebody else to be successful in whatever you're doing in that moment uh. again the job the role the the presentation that could be just a, a a skill but to actually think <sighs> It's not about just having more confidence in this. I actually need to be a different person. I actually need mm -hmm. to be like that person or this person, or I need to have that degree or that certification, or, or I need to be better at this. It really is thinking you have to be somebody different to be successful. And therein mm -hmm. lies like one of the, you know, some of the different truths and myths about imposter syndrome, because I was a very confident imposter. I was I was very confident in what I was doing, but mm. but it just it 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 really is thinking that you have to be somebody else to be successful. That's interesting. I like that you used that word confidence because 
a lot of times you think about this and you think, oh, well, it's just, it's a lack of confidence. That's all right. And it's not that necessarily. Yeah. No, not at all. It's, it's, that's one of the myths is uh, it's just a lack of confidence. Oh, you just, just get more confidence, just get more mm -hmm. confidence, which is in itself, not always easy to do anyway. Oh yeah. I'm just going to go buy that at the store. I don't know about the <laughs> supply, supply chain around confidence right now. I don't know if it's coming through or not, but it's like, <laughs> hello. It's not just that. I had mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, yet I could stand in front of people, small groups or large groups in that role and be confident about what I was presenting. Mm. To be confident in the fact that I exuded a, a certain amount of uh, assertiveness in my role mm. as, as, as chief people officer. But it wasn't that. Deep inside, I was still like, oh my God, they're gonna find out. So that, mm -hmm. you know, she's going to, you know, that, the, who I'm looking at right now in the first row is going to stand up and say, fake, 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 fraud, 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 you know, as confident as I might've been about, these are our numbers. This is our culture, whatever it might be. So it was like, I have to be somebody else to be mm. standing on this stage. Mm. And that's where that's to, to that point. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of the biggest myths of imposter syndrome is, oh, just get more confidence and you'll get yeah. over it. Yeah. So, well, so along those lines, what are the other, what are the other myths that are kind of prevalent? Um, the fact that it's just all in your head. You know, mm -hmm. I've heard, I've heard that it's like, Oh, it's just all in your head. Well, no, duh. I mean, because everything <laughs> is all in our head. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, I wish people would kind of listen to what they're going to say or think about it before they say something, but people will say, Oh, it's just all in your head. Well, Louise Hay had a, has a wonderful thing um, that, that she has always, you know, ascribed to. And that is, of course, everything that we have to deal with in life are our thought. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like we might have lost Paul for a second. So um, we will just hang out here and we'll talk about actually, I'll, I'll just mention, you know, uh, as Paul was talking about that, uh, imposter syndrome. Ah, uh, there he is. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I am so sorry. I just, I, I think I went back. I'm sure that was my network and not yours. So no worries. No worries. I was just, <laughs> I was just getting ready to tell the story, you know, as you were talking about, you know, that, uh, I was going to go into the princess bride, right? I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie? So there's a scene where is that a the musical? Buttercup... No, it's oh, not okay. a musical. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> princess bride. So, uh, Princess Buttercup is like standing up there and she's supposed to become princess. And this old woman stands in the crowd and she's like, boo, boo, you're not a princess, you know? And it's just this, this voice that's basically screaming out. It turns out it was just a dream. Right. But uh, I always think about that scene and it makes me think of imposter syndrome. So. Well, exactly. Well, you know what? That's actually with all kidding aside. And actually that scene sounds right on in terms mm -hmm. of, what can happen with imposter syndrome because that vignette that you just described and whether it be a, a princess or whether it be anything else we're, we're dealing with in our life um that can actually be what materializes in our mind and it can be so physical that we actually think that so mm. you're you know it's like you know somebody standing up and saying that was it was a dream but we actually can materialize that ourselves in such a way mm. that somebody is doing that yeah. and or somebody will do that you know we mm. the the national science foundation had a study in 2005 which seems like not too long ago now but it actually is quite a while ago now but in 2005 they did this incredible study where they found that the average adult can process anywhere from 12,000 
to 60,000 thoughts a day. Now, to me, it's like, it doesn't matter, 12,000 to 60, I mean, you know, give me 500 and I'm good. 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Of those thoughts, something like 90% are the, are, have a negativity bias. Wow. Um, they can, and that's exactly what you were just de describing there, the what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? Oh no, this is going to go. Oh no, I'm not going to do this. Oh no, oh no. And you know, and, and we get caught in that. And 85% of those thoughts are from the day before. So we carry over legacy oh, thoughts with us. Wow. And imposter, imposter syndrome is carried mm -hmm. with us. It, mm -hmm. it, it usually comes from different aspects of our lives and so forth. Um, so we're carrying over the same thoughts. And Nancy, you know, I, I just go back to... Um, my own experiences with it we can be so choosy about the cars we eat the cars we eat we can be so choosy about the food we eat excuse me <laughs> I'm like cars we wait why am i eating cars <laughs> who is this guy where did you find this guest <laughs> we can be so choosy about the food we eat and mm. the cars we drive the clothes mm. we wear the mm. movies we go to see we can be so mm. selective around that but we are not at all choosy or selective about the thoughts. No. And our thoughts create our experience. Mm. So we're just allowing all this in. And the imposter voices get in there and, and they just love that. They love the chaos and they love that to keep you in that fixed mindset. Mm. And when we begin to do something different, when we begin to step out of our comfort zone to grow, as you yeah. as you talked about so eloquently in the introduction. That's when the imposter voices and our imposter voice can say, ah, uh -oh, the red alert, red alert, red alert. And all the alarms go off and they're going to look for the cracks and the crevices to get into our mind, to grab yeah. and say, this is, this is, this is, this is not good. Here's your imposter voice. You're a fake, you're mm -hmm. a fraud. You don't belong here, et cetera, et cetera. And I just like to say, it's really good news when that happens because <laughs> I know it's really good news because because what you're what it says is you are doing something different you oh. are actually stepping out of your comfort zone you are actually taking a chance mm. 80 80% up to 80% or 85% and some even say 90% of successful professionals have admitted to in this in this day and age of 20 of of where we are today um have admitted to having imposter syndrome at some point in their lives mm. 80 to 90 percent of successful professionals and in the public domain you've got everyone from tom hanks to meryl streep um to michelle obama to howard schultz the former ceo of starbucks who lets starbucks in in, in such a growth growth trajectory they've all admitted it they're like they're wow. all and they all still admit it Maya Angelou, the wonderful late artist and author and so forth, oh. she has a wonderful quote. And one of her quotes, I'm paraphrasing this, but it says, you know, I've written 11 or 12 books. So she was already well established. And she goes, one of these days they're going to find out I'm pulling something on them. One of these days they're <laughs> going to find out I'm not, you know. And it's incredible. Here, Here's somebody who's so accomplished and recognized and validated. And she even says this out in, in she had this uh, wonderful, wonderful way to say it out in the public domain, to bring it out in the open, to mm. say it can happen at any point in our lives and come in. Mm. And that's what happens. And you add in social media, 
You add yeah. in the, the TikToking and the Snapchatting and the Twitter and the LinkedIn and the Facebook mm -hmm. and Instas and everything and your social media du jour, you are adding into an environment where we are comparing all the time. And yeah. when we get into that comparative mm -hmm. piece, imposter syndrome thrives. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you, you touched on something. So I, I do want to go back. So tell me what are the, the myths? Because uh, uh, I think there, there are four, right? Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There I are mean, four prevalent ones, right? Four prevalent <laughs> myths. Um, uh -huh. You know, the fact that it's not, that it's just, that it's just, uh, you just have to build up more confidence. Mm -hmm. um, the mm -hmm. fact that it's just kind of all in your head, it's kind of made up. When in fact mm. it's not, it's actually a very tried and true, uh, recognized um, uh, condition, you know, so mm -hmm. to speak. The fact that we can just get over it, um, and you know, just kind of like work through it and, and, and ignore it or avoid it, mm. and the fact that it will just go away. Uh, so those are kind of the myths. It's like, oh yeah, it'll go away. It'll go away. Yeah, that's a potentially always. I don't want to say any of this is not true in the sense of each everybody's experience with it. But those are the myths that like when people will tell you things like, oh, you just got to get more confidence or it's not real. It's not real. Um, and in a sense, it, it is being made up in you. You're authoring it. But it is a true, true um, factual uh, condition that people and phenomena that people do have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it can truly affect you. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, you think about, you think about what it can actually do, you know, you, when you have these thoughts, when you allow them to actually control your world, you miss out on so many opportunities. You miss out on so many things that could be available to you because you, you're, it's not that you're maybe selecting to see it, but you see it that one way and it, it puts up a shield almost so that you don't see these other things and these other possibilities as well. Yeah. 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 Nancy, it does, it, it, it does this, it does this. Mm. So, so, and yeah, you're as the host of the pot, you're like, what is he doing right now? What is this man doing on my, my podcast? It keeps us locked. It keeps us locked. It keep, but it keeps us locked and stuck. It doesn't want it, it, it to your point, it stifles growth mm -hmm. because gro growth is like what's behind me right here. This, this colorfulness, this vibrancy, this kind of messiness, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and yet there's, there's, there's a pattern to it and there's ways in which all that kind of combines to, to create a beauty and an impact. Well, imposter syndrome to your point will keep us, keep us, keep, it keeps us small. It keeps mm. us down and it keeps us locked in our fixed mindset. You know, to borrow Carol Dweck's wonderful mindset book that came out a few years ago, and she's just, you know, wrote the Bible on mindset, right? Yeah. Um, in our fixed mindset, it's we're based on fear. And if you think about what I just talked about, imposter syndrome, it's fear-based. You're a fake. You're a fraud. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's fear-based. You're going to look stupid. They're going to know you're not, you don't know what you're doing. That's it's all fear. Mm -hmm. And, and it, to stay in our fixed mindset and resist all of that is something that, that, that imposter syndrome will do. Um, so, so that is the, absolutely some of the, the, going back to the myths, that's some of the myths of what, of, of what can happen when you're experiencing it and then how that can impact your life. Mm. Well, so on the opposite end of the spectrum, what are some of the primary truths that we've, that you've found about imposter syndrome? Yeah, so you know the, the the truth, and this is this is the truth according to Paul. 
um, you know, based on my own experience with it and based on the folks I work with, you know, because I work with clients in all kind of realms of life and many, not everyone has experienced imposter syndrome and or, you know, lives it day to day, but many mm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so some of the truths are, it's not just about getting more confident. It's not mm-hmm. just about removing that self-doubt, right? As we talked about, it's not pulling the old confident, you know, um, thing off the shelf and buying it. It really is thinking that it has to be somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. It really is a condition. It is a condition that was, that was, um, that was recognized back in 1978. Mm-hmm. So it was something that has, and it's been around well before that but it was actually recognized that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not something to just, you know, get over um, and to ignore. It is something that is actually quite, quite real. And probably the biggest truth for me that has worked so well for me is (sighs) in today's world, we love to talk about overcoming things. And -hmm. when I hear that word overcome, you got to overcome this. You got to overcome that. We got to fight this. You got to fight it. I just like, oh, please, let me put my glasses on. Can you give me a pillow? I'm just, it just tires me out. I just want to go to sleep. It's <laughs> like, oh, there's so much. Why do we have to overcome everything? Why do we have to like fight everything? <laughs> and, and, you know, I, and I understand it from a standpoint is, is, you know, as, as humans, we, we have a, an incredible resiliency. Mm. and an incredible will and commitment, right? Yeah. So I like to use that will and that commitment and that strength that every single person has within themselves. Mm-hmm. And I like to party with it. I mm-hmm. like to celebrate it. I like to say, look, I'm feeling like this. And it's, 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 it's just like a, whether I'm feeling like a fake or whether I'm feeling like a fraud or whether it's like, and yeah, the, feel, the feeling's awkward. It doesn't feel all that great. It could feel, you know, fearful. It could have all these different things that we just talked about. But it means, it goes back to what I said earlier. It means we are doing something different. It means I'm actually taking a step from where I was yesterday, from where I was last week, yeah. from where I mm-hmm. was an hour ago. I'm going to celebrate it. Mm. So I started this whole hashtag thing around celebrating imposter syndrome and making it work for you understanding that when you when you start to feel that way that is your body's way that is your mind's way that is your 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 i was gonna say your heart excuse me i'm not a doctor i don't i don't play one on tv either but your mind your heart and your gut all saying wow you are you are stepping out of this comfort zone and right there paul right there nancy you have a choice you can listen to that imposter voice, which is trying to kind of protect you. I don't mm-hmm. want you to look stupid, Paul. I don't want people right. to laugh at you, Paul. So come right. back over here. Mm-hmm. But right there, you have a choice to say, I'm going to continue down that path and take mm. the little steps necessary. And mm. that to me is something to embrace. That to me is something to, to celebrate. That to me is mm-hmm. something to like... Get out all of your emojis of your party, those little party emojis that we use and and really, really celebrate it and learn to thrive with it. Mm. And that's what I've been able to do because one of the levels of self-awareness we always have, you know, in in terms of bringing that self-awareness in is to say, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing feeling like a fake. Okay, how do I reframe that? 
I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud. I'm saying, okay, I'm beginning to feel, I'm experiencing these feelings of feeling like a fake or fraud. Notice the nuance there. I'm not owning the feeling. I'm observing that I'm having the feeling. Mm. And what that means is I'm doing something different. I'm doing something new. And I'm choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I'm choosing to do that, I'm going to choose the thoughts that are going to mm-hmm. help support that. So I and I and I and I don't badmouth imposter syndrome. I just say thank you, imposter. Thank yeah. you, imposter, for bringing that to my attention. I'm going to take it from here and go forward. Mm. And that's what I do. That's what mm. I do. It reminds me of this saying that I came across earlier this week, and I just loved it. Um, and I think it was John John Kabat-Zinn, I think, that said it. Um, but it was, uh, in fact, I've got it written on my desk. I've got a little, you know, fake, um, you know, uh, a fake post-it note, right? And I oh, change my saying out so almost every week. An imposter note right? is what you're saying. It's an imposter <laughs> note. Was that, yeah, was that, all right, like Paul. A- yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> When you said fake, fake posters, like that was just like quite the lead in. I didn't realize it made imposter notes. I got to look into that. I'm going to get you one for your birthday, Paul. All right. So it says you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And I just love that. You know, it's so perfect uh, because that's what it feels like, especially when you're starting a business and it's exactly why you want to run the other direction half the time. Uh, oh. because it just, it feels like those waves are going to crush you, you know, at times. And, yeah. um, I think if we can do exactly what you say, which is celebrate the fact that we feel that way, uh, it can change the narrative in our head too. Right. Yeah. Um, and it goes along with this whole concept and I know people probably get tired of hearing it but you know failure is is an option failure is part of success you know you you gotta experience it you know you know i posted something the other day on that on on about failure it was a wonderful saying that came from um uh tiny buddha or one of those wonderful sites and it was just around Mm. we can fail in life but we don't have to feel like a failure Mm. And if you think about it, it's like, you know, we, we're all going to have different kinds of fails in life. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have to feel like a failure. And, yeah. and, and, then, and then what that requires is a slight finesse or reframe to your point about, okay, failure can mean a lesson. I look, I look at the, I look at the, the, I look at the failures I've had in my life. I mean, where do I start? That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. That's a whole series you can do. That's a whole series you can do. I look at Paul's failures, Paul's (laughs) failures, like anyone would really tune in for that. Like that would be hot. Yeah. Right. But I look at my failures, Nancy, and I look at like, wow, I, for for at least the latter part of my life, when I kind of got, got a little wisdom and got some maturity, I've learned from those. I've been able to pick those and learn from them in such a way that they've just been sort of an, an incredible way to, to pivot or to to finesse kind of my next next whatever the next next is mm-hmm. for my for my growth mm-hmm. and sometimes in the moment they can be painful you mentioned oh, yeah. starting a business mm-hmm. starting a business is scary starting a business is fearful starting a business is everything it's but it's also can be exciting and so forth and the imposter loves entrepreneurs the imposter loves to be oh they're starting let's go over here and let's look at these people that are thinking they're going to start a business and let's just invite ourselves into their head 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and then all of a sudden, like, what right do I have to start this business? Who yeah. am I to think I'm an expert in this, or I can sell this, or I can present this or whatever it is, or I can get funding yeah. for this. And, and that's, and, and so how many people, how many people dilute their dreams and stop their dreams before those dreams ever materialize into anything? And it's, absolutely. It, 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 it starts up here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I know you've said it a couple of times, but tell me, how do we overcome imposter syndrome? <laughs> so the best, you know, it, it's quite simple. It really mm-hmm. is quite simple. It, 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 it's first of all, it's like choosing what kind of food you want to eat. You begin to become aware of the thoughts that you're bringing in into your into your laboratory, which is your mind. Mm-hmm. And I do an exercise with myself and I do an exercise with my clients around a thought diary. You know. I've gone through lots of new, I, 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 you know, I love to, to talk to nutritionists and wellness people and mm, dietitians yeah. and all, whatever, you know, and they, the first thing they do, whenever I've gone through, like, I got to like, get some new food in me. I've got to like, figure out my nutritional labeling on my body, right? Uh-huh. What do they have? They have us write down, Paul, I want you to write yeah. down all the food that you eat, a food diary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your intake. Well, we don't do that with our thoughts. No, we don't do that. Because I think if we did, some of us would run screaming from from from, you know, we'd, we'd like we'd have to burn the pages. Right. Like, oh, no. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do is I do a very simple thought diary and I don't write down, you know, again, 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Hello. But what are the some of the top thoughts I'm having at a particular time of day, mm. perhaps for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, perhaps for 10 or 15 minutes in the afternoon? And perhaps for 10 or 15 minutes in the evening and maybe even just one of those things mm. and you do this over the course of just a few days and you look mm-hmm. for themes of the kind of thoughts that you're bringing in what am i talking about here awareness mm. having that self-awareness to understand the thoughts we're bringing in and yeah. then where where does that where does imposter syndrome come in where does it where do we allow it to seep in uh, what triggers it right? In situation, scenario, event that we might have. Sometimes it could be triggered by a person. You know, in in organizations, we might have a person that we walk in and and we work with, or we go present to, or we have a conversation with, oh, every time I'm with Paul, he just makes me feel like this or so small. Mm. And Paul may not be doing that. Mm -hmm. We are doing that. To your example that you had earlier, we're doing that in our head based Mm -hmm. on our vision and expectation of Paul. So the first part is just awareness. The second part, the second thing is, okay, it's imposter syndrome. I'm feeling kind of like a fake or fraud. I, I, you know, I really don't belong here. First of all, yeah, you know, hello, I do. I'm, I'm here. So I'm going to make the best of it right here. What's the Mm -hmm. worst that can happen? I can make a fool of myself and, 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 and so forth and so on. Okay. You know, to borrow George Costanza from Seinfeld, I live my life that way. You know, what's the worst (laughs) that could actually happen? You know, and you you you, you want to actually look at yourself and just say that probably won't happen mm. that probably will not happen again the negativity bias that we have in our thought process usually doesn't happen it doesn't occur so mm-hmm. to just be aware of that to just be aware that 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 is com- you know that is working up in your mind and to have a successful sort of path for yourself or dashboard about what is it that I, what what are the, what are the steps i'm doing why am I in this new situation? Why am I feeling uncomfortable? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, why am I stepping out of my comfort zone? 
it's usually because we want something different. Mm -hmm. Well, write that down. What will that feel like when I have mm -hmm. that? So we begin to manifest that more. Yeah. So yeah, these, these steps are all quite simple. It's mm -hmm. really thinking about owning the thoughts that we have that then align to the behaviors that we choose. Yeah. And, you know, Nancy, if I can do it, anyone can do it because <laughs> I, I, I consider myself, you know, I, I, I love, I love life and I love what I do and I look at it, but I've had my mistakes, my failures, my successes, but I've been able to really kind of come with a, but you know, I'm never going to be the smartest person mm. in the room necessarily, or the one with all the accomplishments or the riches, but I'm going to have a certain level of street smarts that works well for me and treating myself with kindness and gratitude and graciousness so that I can treat others the same way. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what my, mm -hmm. I fundamentally start with. And that right there helps to dilute some of that imposter. And then, you know, party on, you know, yeah. when, 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 you know, when, when, when you're feeling that way to recognize it and say, aha, and I'm mm -hmm. doing something different. So I'm going to celebrate it in my own way around that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it sounds like it's really important also to remember, this is not about a quick fix. It's not, it's not something that's going to change overnight. It's not something that, you know, you can look up, oh, I've got step one, step two, step three. Okay. Now I'm ready to go. And tomorrow I'm going to be a different person. It is. And I, I love that starting with awareness that that is awesome. I, you know, I worked at, Microsoft for over 15 years. And I was there when Satya Nadella brought in that concept of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And of course he used Carol Dweck's book to kind of present exactly. it to all of us. And I love that it became part of the culture and I got to live that. It's something that I carried with me when I left that company. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that, uh, you know, that is not, it's, it's not something that comes automatic to everybody. Right. No. Um, and so tell me a little bit about this concept of growth mindset versus fixed mindset and how that fits into this picture of, you know, where we're going with this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you bring up something really, really, um, uh, I'm just going to do one thing right here and that is switch my earphones out real quickly. And I have to apologize on that. And you're like thinking probably to myself, I will never have this guy back on ever again. <laughs> Paul, tell tell that fraud fraud voice to go away. I, yeah, I don't want to even talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk. Go, go away, Paul. Go away, Paul. Let's celebrate. Let's party. Um, you mentioned something. I just want to. I just really want to highlight because it's beautiful. And that is, there is not a quick fix. There is no quick fix. And we live in today's world where we love quick fixes. We, we like everything and we tweet everything and everything is so quick, 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 quick. Oh, look how simple it is. Oh, look how beautiful it is. <laughs> There's no quick fix. There really isn't. Mm -hmm. And it's not even mm -hmm. a fix. Remember, yeah. it's really looking to like, this is part of who you are. It may not be with you the whole time, but this is part of who you are. Celebrate it, embrace it, mm -hmm. engage it. That alone right there will help to begin to dismantle it. The Japanese have a have, the Japanese have that wonderful philosophy, Zen philosophy of kinzuki, where where they take where you take a I take a vase that has been broken, and mm -hmm. they put it back together. They put the pieces back together with the golden liqueur and 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 that and that 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 gold, and they hold that new piece and the brokenness of how it's now put back together, with respect and reverence. Mm -hmm. Well, hello. Mm -hmm. 
We do that all the time. We break ourselves with, with when we step and do things, when we're in the growth mindset, when we are, when we are out there growing and changing and, and looking to say, how can we change our worldview? What, can, what is something I want to try that's new? That's growing. Are we going to make mistakes? Hello. Yes, of course. Are we going to, are we going to have fails? Yes. Hello. Are we going to have successes? Of course. But we put ourselves back together. We put our DNA back together in a way that we hold it in reverence instead Mm -hmm. of breaking something and sweeping it under the rug and then go running from the store because we broke something, right? It's like, no, I'm, I, I, I'm doing something and I put it back together again in, in a much more, with so much more strength and fortitude. That's yeah. the growth mindset. And that's what Carol talks about where, where we seek feedback from others. It's not always it's much easier said than done. Where we listen to understand versus listening to reply. To borrow, mm. an old, uh, 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 to borrow a Stephen Covey quote. To really listen to people and, and to ask about people. To put on the hat of curiosity. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. So we're not sitting, we're not sitting on an icicle of ignorance. And I just made that up, by the way, an icicle Ooh, of ignorance. that's nice. That's good. Don't you like yeah, that? I like that. Like yeah, that? yeah. Okay, uh-huh. quick, 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 Paul. We're, we're, we're good at I, <laughs> no, so if you think about it, where we sit in ignorance so that we can validate our own opinions all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the fixed mindset. So the yeah. fixed mindset, you ask for the, for the distinction, the fixed mindset is the opposite of the growth. It's mm-hmm. where everything is really sterile. Yeah. It's where everything is, 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 is we don't ask for feedback. We say things like, oh, this is just the way I am. This is, I've always been that way. I, mm-hmm. I've always, you know, da, da, da. and we go back and forth between the two. A lot of times our inability to move from the fix to the growth is what I talked about earlier. It's fear-based. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because X, Y, Z. I don't want to do this because A, B, C. You know, I mm-hmm. don't want to look foolish. Oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm going to stay in this little cocoon. I'm going to just stay in this little shelter. And it's going to get smaller and smaller. But guess what happens to us? We get bigger and bigger. And and and, and it becomes, it, it shrinks. But we get bigger and bigger as people. But But when we get stifled and we get pushed down, and, 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 and then we become smaller and smaller and smaller in our impact on ourselves mm. and our impact in the world. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the fixed mindset normally too, how it shows up in leadership is a lot of command and control. I have mm-hmm. to control everything. I have to command everything um, because I don't trust anything else. There's not a, any kind of level of trust. The trust starts with ourselves. Mm. You know, so going back to imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, the imposter voice loves to say, you can't trust yourself to do this, Paul. Yeah. You, you know, you really can't. You can't trust. Yourself. Yeah. The growth mindset is saying, trust yourself, mm. trust yourself, trust the process, trust the universe, trust your source, whatever that might be for people. Um, but trust the fact that you can try this. You can do this. Mm. It may not happen overnight. It mm-hmm. may not be a quick fix, but it's a journey. You know, mm-hmm. we have such a we have such a we have such a need in our world right now to 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 get there. We always got to get there. We got to get there. Get there. Get there. Get there. We got to get there. And I don't even know where that is sometimes. And and we have that get there itis. 
And mm. it's so, and if you think of our accomplishments, incredible accomplishments that we make as a society and individuals make in the world, but it's the journey. The magic yeah. happens in the journey when we are continually kind of broken open or we have little, at least a little broken open around like, Oh, I just learned this about myself. Yeah. And my, 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 my late father was an, was an airline pilot for many, 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 many years. And he said, one of the big, one of the big faults of pilots is this get their itis where they fly a plane and no matter what, they're going to get there, they're going to get there and they're going to get there tonight or they're going to take off right now. And they have this get their itis that they mm -hmm. ignore what's going on in the environment, oh, mm -hmm. the weather, the environment, the mechanical aptitude of that particular plane in that moment. And there yeah. have been many, many, many unfortunate incidents mm -hmm. that can be attributed to pilots having that get their itis. Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. And there's, oh, if I just, I just got it. I got 45 seconds. I just got to get this plane down. But those yeah. 45 seconds turn out to be something different. Oh. And we do it as, as people. Yeah. And we may, we may not be carrying yeah. a, a plane load of, of other souls with us, but mm -hmm. we're carrying the most important soul, which is ourself. Yeah. And we need to really be aware of that. So that's the fixed and growth in the terms of the distinction, the growth being really closed uh -huh. and the fixed meaning open. And, yeah. and you need to kind of do that a little bit, but it is, that it's shaking that up. That's what mm -hmm. it is. It really is shaking it up. And as mm -hmm. humans, it's, we're not always conditioned for that. We, yeah. we kind of, you know, there's a certain comfort and I own that myself. Mm -hmm. I own that myself. There's times where it's like, <sighs> I just want to take a step. I just want to like, I don't, you know, I, I want something easy. I want something, but I'm choosing it. Yes. Versus mm -hmm. just allowing it. Mm -hmm. Big mm -hmm difference. Yeah. Big yeah. difference. And, and that comes from like, like what you just highlighted, which was awareness. And that's yeah. what coaching's about. That's all the work that you do. That's mm -hmm. all the incredible um, people that you have on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and bringing that into yourself and then helping potentially helping others with that as well. I'll tell you, I could do, I could do so many shows just on, on growth mindset and, uh, you know, fixed mindset. I, I, you know, I could talk about this for days. Um, but, uh, let's talk about, uh, so Pink Floyd so eloquently saying there's someone in my head, but it's not me. Okay. So <laughs> but this kind of reminds me of these saboteur voices, mm -hmm. uh, that you talk about. Um, and, um, so, you know, it's, it's those, how do, how do you, it, are you supposed to be quieting them? I mean, from what you're saying and, uh, you know, celebrating and what, what are you supposed to do with those voices? Right. And especially yeah. once you become aware of them, which yeah. is what we're talking about, right. Is understanding yeah. that those things are there. And then what do you, what's the next step then? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, I mean, uh, you're taking me back to Pink Floyd, right? That's, that's iconic. <laughs> and, and, and I love that. Um, and again, you know, too many voices is like, it's, 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 it's like too much of a party and it will be a complete, it, it can be just a complete chaotic mess in your head. Right. But we do, um, the, you know, they're they can be called saboteur voices. Some folks may call them gremlins that kind of get mm. up in, in, and so forth. There's different terms mm. that, that, that different models use. I use a model that's based on something called positive intelligence. And, and it really is looking at all the different ways that we are wired, 
um, all the different ways that we have evolved and matured as humans. But the 10 saboteur voices, and, and they run every, our master saboteur that everyone has and kind of is the conductor, is the judge. And mm. if you think about, we all have a level of discernment. We have a capability of discernment, right, that we can have. The overuse of discernment is when we mm. judge. When yeah. We judge ourselves and we judge others. And we can mm -hmm. do that so well, right? We can do it so, so well. Mm -hmm. um, then the other saboteur voices that are that that support that support the judge and can then all then then some of them all combine to create the imposter voice. Um, the hyperachiever is the is is just to, you know get 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 it done, cross that finish line no matter what. The mm -hmm. hypervigilant, what's going on here? It's it's like you know I'm your compliance officer, not necessarily that role in in the company, but I'm the mm -hmm. you know I'm finding out what's going on and you've got to figure out you know hypervigilant. Mm -hmm. um, the people pleaser is another very common one, and that's the that's the people pleaser is the is I'm going to please everybody, and mm -hmm. and and um, the victim. That's another saboteur voices. Woe is me. Um, it always happens to me. I never get a break. All those things. Mm -hmm. um, the controller. The controller is I have to control everything. I have to control every, everything and everybody. And I don't trust that you can do it. I'm going to do it myself. Um, da, 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 da. So the controller. One, my, my top saboteur, if you couldn't have told, if you couldn't tell, is called restless. The restless. And mm. that's the person. That's the, that's the voice up here that says, oh, 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 look, oh, look, look, oh, what's Nancy got there? What's that painting in Nancy's background? Mm, oh, yeah, I love uh -huh. that. Oh, that looks like a peacock. Oh, I wonder what that certificate is back there. Oh, yeah. look, you got uh, 45 Chrome tabs open. Let's open 58 Chrome, uh, let's open 58 Safari tabs. Let's go do this <laughs> bright, we call the bright, shiny object yes. um, syndrome. Mm -hmm. and, and in today's world, especially for entrepreneurs who have a mind mm -hmm. that's usually creative, just, you yeah. know. We're just picking and choosing and we're yeah. like, and we, we do it for distract. It distracts us. So By the way, don't. Paul, on this show, we call it the BSO syndrome. So yeah, just so you know, we've right shiny it. object. We did, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Bright, shiny object. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's what BS stands for. Yes, it is. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and it, again, there's, there's positive to all the saboteurs. Again, there's mm -hmm. a positivity because they're there based on how we have evolved. But, mm -hmm. the, but when they come in and we allow them in, my, my restless voice can take away four hours of my morning like that. Mm -hmm. I can just, for, for, you know, I can, I, you, know, you can get up at four in the morning or five in the morning, like we read all these articles. Oh, get up at four in the morning and be successful. Well, I can get up at four in the morning and then before I know it, it's 11 and I haven't done anything except open more tabs, bought more programs, <laughs> gone that book. That, 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 totally. that, like, uh -huh. It has nothing to do necessarily with the transactional piece of the science of getting up early. It's mm. the art of what we do with that. Mm, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so in that sense, um, it's, it really is sort of your saboteur voices again, not something to overcome or even silence to become aware of. And you begin, when you begin, bring awareness, you begin to dilute. And mm. by diluting them, you take away that empowerment from them. Yeah. Um, and, and so forth. But so, so That's yeah. Awesome. And then you mm -hmm. want to use, you want to really become aware of the strengths that will help to, to overcome, or excuse me, dilute those and integrate those into, into who you really, really are. Nice. 
Nice. Okay. All right. Well, um, I just looked at the time and I'm like, holy cow, we've been talking a really long time here. So we have got to move into the direction of actually exiting the show. However, I do want to ask you one more thing, uh, which is, you know, if somebody is like, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're aware now they've, they feel like they've got imposter syndrome, but they're done. They just don't want to deal with it anymore. They want to start moving in a different direction away from letting this control their lives. Basically what's, what is that first step for them? Is it, uh, it what is that first step? Yeah. The first step is really becoming aware of the, your saboteur voices that are comprised of your imposter voice. Mm -hmm. So the 10 mm -hmm. saboteur voices, and there's, there's many different ways in which to do that. I am very, if anyone, I, I have a link that, to take you to a very complimentary saboteur assessment that is, that oh, is nice. provided by positive intelligence. So it's not even my, it's not my business at all. It's positive intelligence. They will, they give you the, the wonderful assessment, easy to fill out, complete. It's all confidential. And then you get your saboteur profile of their wow. preferred saboteur voices and more importantly who they are what they are and how to integrate them and how to work with them and how to dilute them so wow. that that mm. would be the very first step takes maybe all all encompassing maybe 30 minutes from start mm -hmm. to finish and you would have such uh, an incredible amount of knowledge in that in that time frame for you to then begin to work mm -hmm. on your your imposter voice very cool. Very cool. And you still, you work with people on these things. Oh, as well absolutely. So absolutely. So, yeah. so mm -hmm. if anyone, anyone that wants to talk more about it, wants to see mm -hmm. what I can offer, wants to see, I, I, I get it. Now that was maybe a nice lead in and I just kind of like, Oh, what was that? <laughs> or no, Paul, I kind of meant for you to say something. Um, but seriously, I'm, I'm one of these people like talk to you, uh, find me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, you mentioned LinkedIn earlier and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Um, send me an email with, you know, go mm -hmm. to the show notes and look at my email, go to my website. I'm coming out with um, some incredible fun classes or courses later on this year. I'm moving over to a big learning management system and I'm going to be having mm -hmm. an imposter course and all these things. So I'll have those, but yeah, seek me out, but also just, just ping me, send me a note. I love talking to people. Um, I love talking to people and just, just seeing what, where they're at and how I can help them. Cause that's what, that's what, that's what's helped me in my life. The mm -hmm. more we kind of mm -hmm. forge these community bonds. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And actually that was how you and I met. So yeah, I, I, I know that you're open to those conversations. It's great. Yeah. 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 And it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. That was just a wonderful way that you, you know, again, you just, you just enrolled me and just sought me and sought me out. And that was just beautiful. And again, yeah. here we are. Yep. And I love LinkedIn for that too. All yeah. right, Paul. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing all the information with people. I can see that this is going to be, I'm really excited for this episode to come out. Actually, I think it's going to do a lot of good for people. And I mean that Paul, you tell I that know saboteur you to go away. Well, I know my saboteur is like, <laughs> oh, is she really meaning that? Yeah, Paul. I mean, really, I mean, you changed headphones in there. You lost it. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You're sitting there like a big head. It's like, what does she mean? But I know it will, it actually will. And I own that. And it's yeah. because also because you've done, done such a nice job in building this incredible body of work with digital connections and everything that you do, that it's like you're serving the world and you're serving all of us as entrepreneurs in such a spellbinding way. So Thank big you, heartfelt Paul. thanks, Nancy. On thanks. That. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Before we take off today, I want to leave everyone with our digital marketing tip of the day, of course. 
Are you leveraging video for your business? Over half of consumers want to see more videos from the brands that they support, but only one third of small businesses actually plan to invest in more video marketing. This is despite the fact that everyone seems to know that the trend towards video is not going away. So part of it could be the fear of getting in front of a camera, but it's not always necessary to have a talking head in your videos. There are ways around this. So additionally, your customers and future clients, they're not looking for highly professional, highly polished studio produced content. They just want to see videos. There are plenty of creative and low cost ways to get your message out there. So our tip today is start using video. Reach out to me for a great free checklist that we have to get you started. And you can find us at digitalconnections.us. A huge thank you to my guest today, Paul Larson from the Find Your Voice as a Leader Institute. You can follow, find Paul at paulnlarson.com. Please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all our guests and for me on our website at digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. So are you tired of seeing little or no return for your marketing efforts? Have you been burned doing business with cheap internet companies that lock you into long-term contracts and provide no tangible results? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily on the internet? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with them, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI consultant, but they guide you through an effective strategy based on digital experience of their global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results at a price you can afford. Find them at WSIDigitalConnections.com. That's WSIDigitalConnections.com.